Well, good morning, everybody. For those of you I do not know, my name is Mike Katana to welcome you here to North Star for this third week in our Game Changers series. Didn't Kelsey do a good job? So proud of Kelsey. She uh, married into our family a year plus ago. We were sitting at dinner one night and she is like a rabid baseball fan and she was telling me about a trade that had just happened between, I don't even know who it was. And she's like, are you familiar with the players? And I went, no, I'm not. She goes, you don't know baseball. That hurt my feelings, all right? It really did, it hurt my feelings. She knows it a lot better than I do. But anyways, we're really, really glad you are here today. Uh, today we're gonna be talking, as Kelsey said, about the locker room. Here we are in Compass this morning. Many of you here in Compass, we got a crowd up in True North. I got a few of you in the theater and a lot of you watching online. Today is about the power of where the real team happens. So I want you to do me a favor, go ahead and take your Bibles, turn to the book of Matthew. Matthew chapter four, that's where we're gonna camp out this morning is in Matthew, uh, and we'll jump around a little bit. The North Star Church app by far, the easiest way to follow along, North Star Church, Georgia in the app store. Uh, it's the easiest way if you're old school and you got your Bible like me and you're like, no, I like when you bring up a Bible passage, I like flipping over to it. That's awesome. How many of y'all have ever flipped somewhere in the Bible and you didn't know where it was? And you're like, you're, you're looking, you didn't want to look stupid, right? And so anyways, the app helps you a lot. All right, it helps you. I clip mine in. It works out really well. But anyways, so the app helps us follow our way along. So I want to say this. So last Sunday, we kicked off our three services, 850, 1010, 1130. 1010, you guys see it is really, really crowded. Last week was one of the top attended services, uh, top attended Sundays we've ever had in the history of North Star that was not a holiday weekend. Because holiday weekend, everybody's mama's asking if you went to church, all right? And so, but it's a non-holiday weekend. It was amazing. You can look around and see what God is doing. And I want you to know this could not happen without you and your giving. And when you give it makes such a difference. It allows us to do so many things. Tuesday night, I stood in the back of Compass, watched our college ministry Tuesday night. There were a couple hundred college kids here on Tuesday evening for worship. It was incredible. And I was just sitting there thinking, none of that would happen if it weren't for your giving. So you can go to northstarchurch.org slash give. You can drop a check in the, in the uh, live set boxes on the way out. Get it set up online, whatever works best for you. And just to say, 1010 is hard to find seats. I know we're looking 850 at 1130, have some room. So if you go, man, I would like a little space. You can, it's crowded, but not quite this crowded. You can move to those. And also we have kids programming going on. So it'll be awesome. Locker room. Why is the locker room? so powerful. Locker room is where teamwork happens. Any coach will tell you the strength of the team is the strength of the locker room. Bad locker rooms usually yield tough seasons. Great locker rooms yield something that doesn't just happen on the field. Sunday mornings are the field. The locker rooms at a church are small groups and that's really the bread and butter of who we are as a church. So how many of you on the way in today, you met somebody really nice that waved at you or spoke to you? Raise your hand. How many of you had a good, deep conversation 
with somebody who waved at you or parked your car? Did any of y'all, did any of y'all walk by and somebody said, how you doing? Did any of y'all pull up a chair and went, how long you got? All right, and nobody did, right? Because that's not the place. How does that happen then? That happens in groups. Today, we're gonna talk about the power of the locker room, the power of groups. So Jesus is a pretty amazing leader. Jesus had a pretty defined mission. He said, Jesus said, I came to seek and to save those that were lost. I'm gonna give you some yes or no questions. I want you to feel really good about where you're at in your spiritual journey, all right? Yes or no questions. Was Jesus the son of God, yes or no? Did Jesus come with a defined mission, yes or no? Did Jesus exist from the beginning, yes or no? Okay, yes to all those, you're, you're three for three. Could Jesus have done this by himself, yes or no? Yes, oh, not as positive on that, right? Yes, he could have, he just chose not to. It's interesting that the Son of God chose to do life with others. That's what we're going to talk about today. Would you stand with me in honor of reading God's Word together? Matthew chapter 4. Now, here's the, here's the deal I'm going to make with you. If you listen fast and appropriately, I'm going to let you out early. You have to listen quick, though. Nine third, the, the 850 service listened a little slower, went a little over. All right, so I'm going to make a deal with you. I'm going to let you out a little early. Can I get an amen on that? Come on. Oh, y'all aren't excited. You want to stay in here longer. But here we go. Matthew chapter 4. Jesus is 30. 30 years old when his earthly ministry begins. Jesus goes to John. He's baptized. He begins his ministry. And look at what happens. Matthew chapter 4, verse 18. One day as Jesus was walking along the shore of the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, also called Peter, and Andrew throwing a net into the water, for they fished for a living. Matthew notes, they were throwing nets in the water because they were fishermen. Jesus called out to them and said, come and follow me and I'll show you how to fish for people. And they left their nets at once and they followed him. A little further up the shore, he saw two other brothers, James and John, sitting in a boat with their father Zebedee, repairing their nets. And he called them to come too. And they immediately followed, leaving the boat and their father behind. And you never find them without each other again. It's a crazy story. James and John, Peter and Andrew begin to form this collective, this community called the Disciples. And until John was exiled to the Isle of Patmos, they didn't do life by themselves again. And I think there's a lesson in it for you and me. Would you pray with me? Father, you know my prayer. God, my prayer for this morning, there will not be a person who calls North Star home that does not have a circle of people they do life with. God, use your Holy Spirit to show us, draw us, teach us, change us, challenge us, push us, prod us, move us so we can experience the life 
that you've called us to live. And Father, I pray this now in Jesus' name. Amen. Before you're seated, turn around and find three people around and go, I got five bucks saying Mike ain't letting us out early. All right, do that real quick, real quick. So Jesus calls these four, James and John, Peter and Andrew. How many ultimate disciples in the inner circle, how many ultimately disciples were there? They ended up being how many? There were 12, right? So he goes on and he finds eight more. So know this about these guys. If you were plying your family trade at this point, that means that you were not wanted by other rabbis. That's sort of how the deal wanted. So the rabbis, it's like an all-star team, right? They would go and find the best ones and then, and then they would take them to learn and grow under them. These guys are applying the family trade because nobody saw anything in them. And all of a sudden, this new teacher named Jesus shows up and he said, I want you to come follow me and I'm gonna make you fishers of men. And all of a sudden, he begins to do life with these 12 they walk together, they learn together, they grow together, they experience highs together, they experience lows together, but they do it together. How many of y'all have watched this show, The Chosen? Raise your hand if you watch it. If you haven't watched it, you ought to watch it. It's really good. It gives you a great picture of the times these guys spend with each other that aren't teaching moments of Jesus. They're, they're doing life with each other, right? When I arrived at Liberty in 1987 as a kid from Atlanta, Georgia, we couldn't have our car there, I remember. And I, uh, I remember uh, my parents dropping me off and leaving. I'm eight hours from home. I didn't know that that little band of brothers that I came in with, that we would still keep up with each other years later. Why? Because we did life together. One of my teammates lost his spouse we lost a teammate last spring, and then one of them lost their spouse to cancer this past week, and there's still a, a text thread of about 15 of us that we did life together for four years. These disciples were together. If all you know of North Star is Rose, I hope you enjoyed it, but it will never carry the power that a circle carries. I want you to write a little thought down. Ready? Here's the thought, and then we're going to dive in our notes. Life is meant to be lived in circles, not rows. I'm going to expose you to things in here, but it's 30 minutes, right? It's a 30-minute, one-time-a-week drive-by that I get with you. The power of life change is going to happen in circles, not in rows. Three benefits of getting in the locker room, finding a small group. Benefit number one is this. It's a place to grow in my faith. It's a place to grow. So I want you to think about this. <clears throat> These disciples... When they began to follow Jesus and they found out there was a Messiah, let me tell you how this worked back then. When they found out there was a Messiah, they see him as, oh, I could be in his cabinet one day. Like I could be at his right and I could be at his left. And Jesus all throughout is telling them, guys, it's not about that. It's not about that. It's not about that. And Jesus is constantly teaching them. I want you to pick up the story with me in John chapter 13. It'll be right there in your outline. It'll pop up on the screen. After washing their feet, 
he put on his robe again. And he sat down and asked them, do you understand what I was doing? See, political leaders didn't wash feet. Servants washed feet. The lowest of the low washed feet. Jesus is washing his disciples' feet. All right, let me tell you about their feet back then. They were dirty. They were nasty, right? They wore open-toed sandals, if they had sandals, and they walked on dusty roads. That's how these jokers traveled. And when Jesus got down and he took off that outer garment and he began to wash their feet, it was the ultimate sign of humility. And it was a lesson that he was teaching them. He prayed that they would never forget, but he was teaching them in this small environment. He's not teaching them on a hillside. He's not teaching them on the side of a mountain. He's not teaching them. He's teaching them in this little small group of people He said, you call me teacher and Lord, and you're right because that's what I am. And since I, your teacher and Lord, have washed your feet, you ought to wash one another's feet. I've given you an example to follow. Do as I've done to you. In that group of people that he washed their feet was Simon Peter and Andrew, James and John. But there's also a disciple who just in minutes was going to turn his back on Jesus. What was his name? You can be confident. What was his name? Judas, right? I feel, very, I, I feel very good that nobody in here went, listen, boy book of names. What could we name our little boy? Judas. I love that name. That's a great name. Nobody, nobody does it. Why? Because we associate him back. Yet Jesus, the night before he was betrayed, washed Judas's feet. And I guarantee his disciples talked about that all the time. Why? Because it happened in the locker room. It's a place where I grow in my faith. Why do I grow in my faith there? I want you to write down a couple thoughts, ready? One is I see it from another vantage point. All you hear on Sundays is me, or Cole, or Sellers, or Casey, or whoever's teaching up here. You hear us, you hear our our vantage point of faith. But there's something about sitting in a room, hearing it from somebody else. If we were to go to California or out to the, to the west and we were to see red, redwood trees, redwood trees are not like the little oak or pine in your yard, man. These suckers are massive. We could take a group of us, circle around the tree. You see your side of it, I see my side of it, but we all have a different perspective. Well, faith's very much the same way. If all you know is what I tell you and what you know, you will have a very limited experience of faith. Small groups are a place we get to grow in our faith. I remember when North Star was starting, I went to Ike and I was, I was at this point early 30s. And I said, there needs to be a Bible study for guys, for men, of people that lead like so that they have some group of people they can talk to if they're going through tough leadership decisions. And I think it'd be great for you to do that. And he goes, Mike, I think it would be great for you to do that. And I said, but I'm, I mean, I was was fresh out of student ministry days. I was not an executive. I had just put peanut butter under my arms and white bread on it to show them how you can have food with you all the time on a video. All right, those are my student ministry videos that I would shoot. And so I'm like, I don't think any of them are really interested 
I know y'all have that image in your mind now, but anyway, so I don't think they're really interested. What I didn't know is I would begin that group, but one of the guys just told me it's 22 years ago. Most of those men would never tell you that they learned a lesson from me. You know what they would tell you is what they learned from each other. I remember being in there. Our kids were little, man. Back when we'd take them to Disney, you know, because we they've just got to go see Disney and see the whole experience. And you stay for the parade. How many of y'all have stayed for the Disney parade? I think it's people are interested in the parade, and I think they're like, it costs so much money to get in. I'm going to soak every penny out of this day, right? And you stay for the parade at night. Will you, have you ever gone back and watched your video of the parade? You're like, why did I video this thing just going by me at this rapid speed? It's crazy. So one of the guys in the group, his kids are older than my kids. He said, it's funny. He said, my kids grew up going to Disney, and I went back, my wife and I, now that they're grown, and went back and watched the video, and all I have is the parade. That's not what I want. I want their faces. So he said, they took their kids back to Disney as adults, which is fun. We did that with our kids. It is a lot of fun. It was so much fun. About 8 o'clock, I went, y'all staying for the parade? Good. We're going home. All right, and so it's really great. You got to take back adults. But he said, we're standing at the parade with my kids, and there was a family, and this dad's got a kid on his shoulder, and kids running around, and they got, oh, hey, quit pulling on me. I got a, I got a video of the parade going by. And he said, this is my friend in our small group. He said, I leaned over to the guy and said, hey, can I tell you from experience? Go across the street with your camera and video your kids watching the parade. That's what you're going to want to remember. Unbelievable lesson. Why? Because you have another person's perspective. It's a place to grow in your faith. Number two, not only is it a place to grow, it's a place to belong and make friends. I want you to write down a little thought under there. It's somewhere where somebody knows my name. It's somewhere somebody knows my name. I want everybody to look at me. You need people to know your name. North Star's not a gigantic place. There's a lot of people who come here. And it's really easy to slip in here anonymously, which is good sometimes. But when a crisis hits your life, it's not good. You need somebody who knows your name because you're going to experience some highs and you're going to experience some lows and you were never meant to do it by yourself. If Jesus couldn't do it by himself, why in the heck do we think we can? Why do we believe that, well, I'm just man, Mike, and listen, all right, time out. Let's, we're going to call it out. Guys, we're the worst. Because as a man, it's just like as I get older, I isolate more. And I'm telling you, as I get older, I need people more. It's a place to belong and make friends. Tonight, there'll be 17 couples showing up at my house at 5 o'clock tonight. 
I was just introducing, a, it's a coach's couple, so it's full. It's crazy. So I was introducing a young coach to a guy a few minutes ago. And this, this guy's won multiple state championships. And he's going to be in small group tonight. This guy isn't coming yet. He's going to be coming. And it's a place of then there's a friendship that can be built there. It's a place to grow and make friends. Everybody look at me. You most likely are not going to make friends on Sunday mornings. You're going to be able to say the guy in front of me that sits there every week, he doesn't have as much hair as he did six months ago. You may be able to say that, but you most likely are not going to be able to make a lot of friendships. Why? Because we get you in, we get you out. We need your parking spot. We need you to move, right? That's just a fact. Friendships are made in circles, not rows. If you go at the end of this, there is just not a circle, a group, a locker room at North Star for me. Here's how much I believe in this. You come find me. I will help you find a church that there is a place for you. That's how much I believe in this. Churches will make trades. We'll send two for three, all right, up and coming kids. But anyways, so, but we will, we will. It's called church. The transfer portal in churches has been open for years. But anyways, it's a whole other deal. There is a power in groups. I want you to look at this. This is a great story. Book of Acts. So Jesus ascends back to heaven. He died on the cross. He laid in the tomb. He's resurrected, and he's ascended. Then the apostles, verse 12 of Acts 1, returned to Jerusalem from the Mount of Olives, a distance of a half a mile. When they arrived, they went to the upstairs room of the house where they were staying. Here are the names of those that were present. Peter, John, James, Andrew, Philip, Bartholomew, Matthew, James, the son of Alphaeus, Simon the Zealot, and Judas, son of James, different Judas. The names. Somebody knew they were there. And they were sad, and they were scared. Jesus has left this to them to complete the mission of to go and make disciples that we talked about last week. He's left it with them, and here's what they got now. They got each other. There, are never, there was never meant to be orphans in God's family. You were meant to have people around you, a place to belong, and a place to make friends. Many of you, you moved here from another part of the United States and you have neighbors and they put their garage up and they bring their garage down. You don't know them. You don't have friends. You need friends. I'm telling you, North Star loses because we need you and you lose because you need others. Number three, it's a place to find care and encouragement. It's funny, Paul, writing to the New Testament, used our Lord 53 times and my Lord once because it's meant to be done together and in there you find care and encouragement. They all met together. 
united in prayer. When Northstar started, it's 28. Ann and I had um, been in ministry five and a half years, married young, still young. Casey was three. Mary Michael was not born yet when Northstar started. <clears throat> we raised our kids here. I mean, they, they were raised here. We graduated. I stood on this stage and hugged both my kids in their cap and gown right, at their little graduation thing. I sent both of mine off to college here. And I shed tears during those early empty nest days. I mean, we, we were feeling it. Mary Michael went off and she's gone and Anne's following her movements every night on, on uh, Find a Friend or whatever app that is. Going, Mary Michael's been in the same place too long. We need to go get her. I'm like, baby, she's eight hours away. We ain't going to get her, right? We're, we're doing life, right? Empty. And we cried. I cried up here about it. And then we moved on and cried when they came back home. That right, was a crazy little process we went through that, through those empty nest days. Had some mountaintops, had some valleys. Highs and lows. My parents were at the very first service North Star ever did and buried my parents and lost her daddy. I remember walking back into our house after her dad's service and seeing her small group in there serving our family. I remember standing in Fayetteville, Georgia as police chiefs and ball coaches and friends from my small groups came walking in. I didn't think I needed that, but I did. So do you. I want you to do me a favor today. I want you to take out this little booklet, would you? You were all given this. Everybody pull out this little book. Here is every group that's open and exists at North Star is in this book. There is a group for you. There's men's groups, there's women's groups, there's couples groups, there's specialty groups, there's grief share for those of you that have lost loved ones, there's divorce care. There's young professionals. If you're a young leader, young, you're out of college, you're in that weird, there's young professional. There literally, there is a group for everything. Find your place and find your people. I cannot wait till that group comes walking through our gate tonight, hugging their necks, catching up. Some of them are going to walk in tonight, their team's 1-0 and life's looking good. Some of them are going to walk in tonight, their team's 0-1 and life's looking rough. They need each other. You need it. Out in our lobby today when we're done, behind, directly behind you guys, you're like, who would build a lobby behind you? Long story. But anyways, you walk out the back, there's a lobby. There's groups out there with information. 
There's a QR code. You can scan, find information. If you go, man, Mike, I need more than that. I need to talk to somebody. That little card that's under your seat or in the seat back in front of you, it's somewhere in my Bible. But anyways, that little card that's in front of you, you can fill that out and say, I'm interested in a group, and you can drop it in, and somebody will get in touch with you. Here's my challenge. Everybody look at me. Don't let this be all you know in North Star. Because if it is, something's going to happen in your life. I am not going to know about it, and you're going to be disappointed. But when you got a circle, I had a text after 9.30 from a friend down here who said, I never dreamed my life could drastically change in 24 hours, but it did. I don't know what I would do without my group. Don't do life alone. Find your people. Find your circle. You can go out and get it. You can scan it. You can find those online. That, that link will take you right to how to sign up for these groups. Would y'all agree North Star's got a bright future? I think the future is so bright. Or scaring me a little bit. But anyways, uh, I think I think the future is so bright. Look at me. The strength is going to happen, though. Here, as we get bigger, we got to get smaller. Would you pray with me, Father? I pray over the men and women, Compass True North, locker room today, theater, that they find their locker room, they find their place, they find their people season of life, stage of life, affinity. And God, it brings a smile to my face because my North Star memories one day when my time is up and my days are done on this planet, my greatest smiles will have happened in circles, not rows. And Father, I pray that over them too. And I pray it in Jesus' name. Amen.